0: and welcome to the divine renovation podcast where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan Rourke and we are back. We're back in studio after a summer of of summer shorts and it is so exciting to be back and we're also Live, So we're live. All of our goofs, our gaffes, our misspeaking is all going to be built into this episode for something that is sure to be epic. Uh, so along with me, I've got my buddy, Ron Huntley. Good to see you, Ron. It's great to be here, Dan. And Father James, it's so good to be back in studio it's with you. good to be back. Hi, everyone. So we've got, this is going to be an amazing conversation today. So there'll be a lot of you who are joining us live. Uh, we're, we're broadcasting live over Facebook live. And I know there will be thousands of people joining us later when when they download the, the audio version or the video version of, of the podcast. Uh, But for those of you who are joining us live today, uh, we wanted to do this really intentionally. We know that last time we did a a live episode, uh, we had an unbelievable number of people show up and want to be part of a conversation with us. And that was when we actually launched um, the Unlocking Your Parish book, wasn't it? That's right. Yep. Yeah, so so we're not launching a book today. Uh, instead, we're <laughs> launching this season of the podcast. And not only are we launching this season, but we get to talk about a couple things that have been on our hearts. Uh, and so we're we're going to be able to dig into a, a few elements of what's going on in the ministry, and and perhaps most importantly, and the thing I wanted us to talk about first mm-hmm. is something called dr Twenty. What is DR20,
1: Ron? Our third conference where we host the world to come to Halifax, Nova Scotia, share what's going on in the hearts and lives of parishioners in a church just like yours that's gone on mission and is really making a huge impact. And we're so excited to be hosting that with St. Benedict Parish and everybody in the ministry. And I cannot wait. (laughs) So, Father James, I can remember,
0: um, this isn't our first Halifax-based conference. In point of fact, we've done it before, right? This will be our third one. Our third one. First yes. one was in 2016. Yeah, twenty Twenty D- DR sixteen. We called it. Yeah, and so DR, of course, standing for Divine Renovation. Uh, sixteen, meaning it was what four years ago from, or, or f-
2: it will be, it will have been four years before be this f- this coming conference. Yeah. It'll be
0: four years between our first and and the uh, the new one. Um, what what are some of Ron? What are some of your hopes for for the uh, Divine Renovation Twenty Conference? Well,
1: it's fun because you know. One of the things that we talk about all the time is, and it was Kerry Newhoff who said, are you married to your method or are you married to your mission? And if you're married to your mission, you continually need to be innovating. Well, with us, as we think about the conference, it's a ton of work. We love it, but it's a ton of work. And what's happening is the Divine Innovation Network is growing to the point where we we're were we running into some issues in terms of space. And it's like, what are we going to do? And then we had to wrestle with the fact that is this is this a method now? Are we married to this method or is it serving the mission? And that mm. was a tough conversation. We really had to be honest with ourselves. And it, was, and it was up in the air, which is what I love about who we are and what we do is we really were rigorous about mission. And we, we wrestled through ideas until we came up with a whole new format yeah. for this conference. And we got so excited about it. We actually booked the date for the one that will happen in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that before. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how excited we are. Well, the first conference call. we did,
2: we, we weren't sure anyone <laughs> would show up. I mean, I remember... Uh, Eight months before, we actually wrote. We all took guesses as as to how many people <laughs> would show up. I think Ron, you you said two hundred or something. That was the lowest. And I, I thought I was being wildly optimistic. I said six hundred, and six hundred and fifty people came, and yeah. and then in DRA team we had seven hundred. We managed to squeeze in some extra people, and it sold out almost a month before. So, the, there will have been a two year time gap, and through God's grace, the ministry, the, this movement has continued to to develop. So, we we came to a kind of like a, a place where we thought, what are we going to do? Because we can't physically fit people into St. Benedict Parish building anymore. And for us, being in the parish was a real value because it's yes. we, we we try to celebrate being an incarnational ministry. That That is, it's a ministry that came out of the life and the experience of a parish. And there's, mm. there's something about coming into a parish building and saying, oh, they've got cracks in their wall and <laughs> they, they've got peeling paint over here as well. And, you know, like, this is just like my parish that, that somehow communicates that, hey, maybe this is real. Mm-hmm. More, Most importantly, and it's the feedback we got from all the conferences, not surprisingly, it wasn't the talks, <laughs> it wasn't the music, as much as they were appreciated, it was meeting the parishioners. Yes. And so these were, these were critical things. But here was the dilemma. Uh, the number of parishes that we're walking with, in a sense, and who are engaging in these principles we could do an entire conference for people who are already on the journey well on the journey and that's a particular kind of conference but one of the great things about the previous conferences is that it helped so many parishes and parish leaders start out on the journey yes so what are we going to do we're going to have two different conferences one for first time you know for new people a different conference we can't have a different
1: conference so that was the dilemma of planning for DR20 true. And there's another dilemma. And that's more and more dioceses are reaching out to us and say, can you give us a hand? And we're saying yes. And we're recognizing that there's a growing surge of diocesan interest in what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so we we've knit that into the format for this conference as well. You know, we we, we collected great
0: feedback from from uh, the DR 18 conference here in Halifax, which, of course, sold out um and so it it sold out with i I can't remember what the number of people online was but it was in tens of thousands of people who had joined us online to stream portions of that conference from I think it was like fifty-something countries. It was unreal the level of interest. And so, you know, I knew I personally, because Father James and I haven't always agreed on where, 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 and how we should do that conference. There might have been a couple <laughs> moments of, of, of um, you know, disagreement about the best way uh, to, to, uh, to embrace people. What, what I can say is God's used every way that we've approached it in, in amazing, uh, in amazing ways. I'm saying the way, the word away and way a lot. Have you picked up on that part of the benefit it's of alive. being live? <laughs> way too much. <laughs> way. <laughs> too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, what, what I love about this is we're going to be able to respond to, I think, one of the feedback, uh, one of the elements of feedback that we got from parishes that were already on journey, uh, that, you know, they were concerned that, well, I'm not sure if I want to come back again, because right. we, we've seen these talks, we've been to this event, and, and so we're putting on an event where they've not seen the content, where they haven't, uh, like this is not a repeat for anybody. For parishes that are on journey with divine renovation, parishes that are, are, are using the divine renovation model, who have been to past divine renovation events, oh man, we've got something special for you this time. Yeah. We were so intentional about creating the space for, for new experiences for Divine Renovation parishes, and not just new experiences, but an opportunity to learn from each other. Mm. Because what we've seen globally is we've seen more and more parishes are, are, are making amazing strides forward. God's using priests and their teams to do amazing things. Mm. And we wanted to be able to create space for them to be featured, to, to be able to share some of their wins. And that's what's getting me most excited about, mm. about DR20. One
1: of the visions you had Dan leading into, it was almost like a homecoming, Mm. you know? And when I remember you sharing that one of the visions that came into my head in prayer over and over again was, was when Jesus sent out the 72 Mm. and then they all came back sharing their stories stories, and I could just see a fire in Jesus being so proud of the courage it took for these people to be obedient, to go. Mm. And, and I, I just I see, you know, coaching into these churches all over the world, I see their breakthroughs, I see their win, I know their struggles, I know how hard it is, and then to come back and be encouraged, like a homecoming around that firewood, that's how I kind of see it in my head for those folks that are on journey, on the Divine Renovation journey Mm -hmm. with us in different capacities, is that, come on home, let's just celebrate, I can't wait, it's going to be so (laughs) cool. (laughs) So we we just struggle with this because,
2: as we said, that Dan and I often sometimes disagreed. Like I was, I was almost like <laughs> often well, sometimes so often sometimes <laughs> like it was like for me the the, the St Benedict Parish in, in being there and in experiencing a, a real parish is, is so much is so important uh, compared to you know saying like having a conference in a in a convention center or something like that. Even if it was hosted by parishioners and parishioners were involved, because in the end, like. I can if I'm visiting you in in the city I can go out to supper with you in a restaurant but it's kind of different when you invite me into your home yes and we sit down and we have a meal together in your home I get to know you in a whole new way mm-hmm. and that's what it always was like so but it was a dilemma do we therefore continue with the limit of 700 people and and all of that and so we prayed about this and we we had a breakthrough moment of how to mm-hmm. keep those those values in play mm-hmm. and so what we come up with and is basically that the conference, uh, the actual two-day conference, is going to be on the 16th and the 17th, and it's going to be in downtown Halifax mm-hmm. at a big center where we can we can have many many more people and actually have people sitting ar- at round tables even during the plenary sessions with 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 keynote so that we can have that element of interaction and learning from one another. But at the same time, we also have the St Benedict parts because. What we're doing is we have a pre-conference day at St. Benedict Parish for anyone who's never had a chance to go to St. Benedict Parish before and to yes. meet the staff and to be there. So, Because the thing is, for people who have maybe come to a couple of conferences, they've been, they've seen, they've they've tasted and seen, they, they, they've got it. And that might not be as important mm. a thing. But I think it's more important for people at the beginning of the journey. Mm. People who are on their own journeys already, maybe not as important. At least that that's our thought. And so we have that at the beginning and then on the Thursday, which is the day after the conference, we're inviting everyone who might still be around to come up to St. Benedict for Mass and and to join us for Mass, as well as, of course, coming on the weekend, dropping in the weekend for Mass as well. Well, What I love
0: is uh, that first day, which is is aimed at, it'll be content that isn't completely new, Right, it'll be content for people right. who haven't experienced sort of the, the Divine Renovation conferences. We do a lot of events and conferences, uh, so some of that content won't, won't be uh, won't be completely reimagined. Uh, I, I suspect because I've seen, I've traveled enough with Father James that every time he gets on the stage, there's usually something new. Where'd that come from? <laughs> so, so I won't it's be true. surprised if if there's yet new stuff, but. Uh, And what I loved about what what your vision was for Father James, which is that, you know, for anyone who hasn't had that St. Benedict Parish experience, like we want to host you, we want to love you, we want you to come and see uh, what's happening at St. Benedict Parish. And what I get excited about when I think about that is there's, you know, people who came to our conference in 2016 and 2018, um, some of them uh, brought a couple of team members but some of them didn't get a chance to bring team members right. and what a what an amazing experience it would be for for priests and other leaders to to come back in 2020 to come to the homecoming Ron, mm. and and to to also give the, the the chance for their team members to experience what they would have experienced back in 2018 or what they would have experienced back in 2016 at St Benedict Parish where they can really get that that level of inspiration that we heard so much from our our, our participants about
1: mm. I want them to see how small our parking lot is. Because if if we can have a thriving, vibrant church with a parking lot that small, with cars parked all over the neighborhood, you can do anything. (laughs) And sometimes you just have to see it to believe it. But it really is a wonderful opportunity uh, to do that very thing. And that's not the only thing we're going to be having on that day. And so for those new people, yeah, come and experience St. Benedict Parish and the conference in that style, in that venue. And for those of you that are further along on the journey, we have a Grow Alpha session going to be taking place that day being hosted by Alpha International. Oh, that's so going to be so good So explain what, what you mean by Grow Alpha. What exactly is that? So it assumes you're already doing Alpha and you're already using Alpha as a tool. And one of the things that I've experienced in doing Alpha for so many years is I never fully get it right. Or the things that I thought I got had right and then I start to focus on other things, they start to slide. So I'm constantly trying to maximize its impact. And this whole... Uh, alpha grow alpha is designed to help you reevaluate what you're doing recognize those areas that might need attention again so that things don't slide and that you keep the momentum going of the very tool that's helping to change your culture and bring more and more people to Christ and so it's a great opportunity to share your experiences with other people that are on the journey and that
2: would be a full day as well right yeah so in a sense if you if you're even if you're in a parish that's been mobilizing on these things for a while I mean you could you could come uh, perhaps come and join us for 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 Sunday Mass and on the Monday if there's any new folks in your team that are with you they can go off and do the day at St. Benedict Parish Mm -hmm. and the other folks can go uh, I think it's going to be at one of the universities uh, in in the city that's where they're hosting the Grow Alpha Day and they can go off and be a part of that on that Mm -hmm. on that we're calling it a pre-conference day Yep, yeah, we're calling yeah. it a
0: pre-conference day. But there, so there's activity all between that Monday through that Thursday at the Divine Renovation uh, conference. But there's a pre-conference is on the Monday, the post-conference is on the Thursday. Can I just share a, a brief story? Yeah. Um, so the the Grow Alpha, I love the way it came together. It was, it was I think it was Elizabeth's idea from our team. And, um, you know, the, the challenge we went to Alpha with is we said, look, uh, you know, when we do divine renovation conferences, we're going to have all sorts of parishes from all over the world. Uh, they're all going to come to Halifax. And what I know is if they're, if they're on the divine renovation journey already, I know they're running Alpha. Uh, and some of them are actually being coached by members of our, our, the divine renovation coaching team. So my expectation is they're running Alpha pretty well. And so I remember saying to the AI team, the Alpha International team, I said, Can you come in and like, what does a masterclass look like for Alpha? What is next level? Uh, like what, I'm, I want you, Alpha, to tell me what is possible. I want I want these parishes to be equipped to have the best possible Alphas anywhere in the globe. And and are you guys up for that challenge? And, cool. and they they took that back, right? And they they, they 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 pulled in like their best minds around the training. And they then they came back and said, Yeah, we're gonna call it Grow Alpha, and this is what it's gonna look like. So I'm I'm jacked to see what they put together because <laughs> I think it's gonna be wild. Uh, and I I love that you know in the Catholic Church we're saying yeah we can continue to up our game on this. Yes. We can continue to up our game. We're not done yet. Uh, And so I'm I'm excited to see what those parishes uh, are able to learn from that event. Now, talking about Mm -hmm. the event, I know there's been questions about, uh, you know, about when the event's happening, what structures there are. But Mike, do we have a question uh, that came over social about some of that stuff?
3: We've got a lot of people on social right now asking a lot of questions. And uh, the first and most important is... When can people register? When will registration be open for DR20? Wow,
0: that's a question we've been getting for months. Uh, <laughs> we've been asking it internally. <laughs> uh, for the James, uh, do you have any idea when when people are going to be able to register for DR20? Uh,
2: now. <laughs> right now. I think registration is, as soon as we started this, this, this podcast, I think... Registration opens. I wonder who can, who will be the first person to register. First person to register, yeah.
0: So registration launched uh, roughly 10 minutes ago. Uh, and that's you know, we're, we're excited that people are going to be able to start registering right away. Uh, and so if you haven't gone to the, the divinerenovation.net website in the last 10 minutes, uh, now is your chance. So if you go to divinerenovation.net
2: slash dr20. Well, that's only if you want to be the first person. I mean, otherwise, just chill, have some coffee, and uh, <laughs> you can register when this is over. <laughs> But well, we can give you a little we preview of the, <laughs> of the of the of the website. So if you go to just our divinerenovation.net dot place uh, page, there is there is an, a link to the conference, or you can just go to divinerenovation.net dot slash dr twenty and it will take you to our registration page. And I think it's up on the screen now. Yeah, for
0: those who are watching, you've been able to see some video as, as, as it goes. And now that, there's a few things happening at this conference that, that are, are different. Uh, in fact, there's so many things happening at this conference that are different. Uh, among the things, when you go to that registration page, you'll find the registration experience is quite a bit different because we've gone an extra mile to try and be hospitable and make things easy on our guests. And so, so we've actually you can actually book to uh, your, your lodging. Through, through the uh, conference site now. Before, we would we would usually point you to a couple different hotels in town. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we, we've actually set it up so you can actually book your lodging. Now, your lodging, and this I, I'm actually excited about this, so I'm going to win you all over to it because it, it's gotten me pretty excited, <laughs> and I love what the team has done on this. Mm. Uh, because the, the majority of the conference, the two main days of the conference, are in downtown Halifax, mm-hmm. and you'll see a map on that website as well to give you a sense of the lay of the land, where St. Benedict Parish is versus where where the conference is happening. Which isn't a far drive, but it's not a walk. You're not going to be able to make that walk between the parish and and downtown. Um, But because it's downtown, we actually we're 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 hosting it um, in partnership with one of the universities down there. My alma mater. (laughs) <laughs> Ron's alma mater. Ron, why were you not more involved in the planning? Uh, you could have got us an even better relationship. But what I'll say is that we have gotten an amazing deal on rooms, uh, unbelievable room rates if you stay on the university campus. Now, of course, this is not, you know, the Hilton or the Hyatt or what, I don't know what fancy hotels are out there. I don't usually stay at them. This is not your fancy lodging. But I've I've actually stayed not at your alma mater, but I stayed at one of the other universities downtown before. And it's actually great. Like I would. I have no problem with it. It's a comfortable environment, uh, and what it's doing is it's helping to keep those costs low for coming for people coming yes. to town. It's saving you hundreds of dollars by staying downtown, uh, right at, on the university campus. And we went one step further. We you can actually book your meals through that through the, through the website when you
2: register now. So you you've, you're going to have your breakfast at the um, at the. Uh, you get your breakfast at the at, if you book in the university. You, you get your mm-hmm. breakfast and then you get your lunch at the conference. And you can book supper if you want. I mean, you might also want to not book supper and go out with friends uh, to downtown one of the local, Halifax local pretty places. Pretty cool. in, in downtown Halifax in, in connect with cool. people. Kind of actually recommend that. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it can be one-stop shopping if you want that. And mm. Dan, uh, St. Mary's University, actually, it's not a Catholic university anymore, no. uh, although it still bears the name. But it actually was founded by our diocese way back in a different era. And originally it was the diocesan seminary, which then moved to its present location, and and now it's sadly completely secular. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a part of the of the history of uh, of Halifax, okay. and so it's fairly close to the main conference center. Yeah. It's probably about a fifteen minute walk. Yeah, to, yeah, it's, to get, yeah, it's get a, from a beautiful, there. beautiful yeah. walk too. And then St Mary's St Mary's Cathedral is about a 15-minute walk uh, from the, the conference center as well. And on the first day of the of the actual conference, on the Tuesday, so we've got the pre-conference day and then we've got the Tuesday, the conference proper opens with mass at the cathedral. Uh, I think at 8.15 in the morning, so it's an early start, but we've got a full day ahead of ourselves. We're gonna celebrate the Eucharist and then we're gonna walk down to the kennard Center, pray for good weather, and have, have some coffee before we get started. But here's the thing: uh, for the breakout sessions in the afternoon, there's going to be two sessions in in the afternoons. Uh, some of them will be in that area around the the center, but some will be back at St. Mary's. So it'll be another chance to walk up there as well. Yeah. So it's a fairly it's fairly
1: well concentrated there. In that that area. It's such a beautiful area of our province, like the downtown Halifax. You get the waterfront, easily walk down from St. Mary's Basilica to the waterfront over to the conference center, which is just to die for. You can walk on that boardwalk to get from. And then in in through the south end to get to the university, the big, beautiful trees, lovely area. You're just going to love it.
0: I know a lot of people try and find time to see Halifax when they come to Divine Renovation conferences. And now you can't help but see <laughs> Halifax because we put it right downtown, and so it gives you a chance to experience uh, the, sort of the the sights and sounds of, of downtown Thank Halifax. And to
2: go back to the to the accommodation piece, say, say for instance, someone I think we price it out. If someone was flying in on Saturday, like say you you got a flight to land in Halifax on Saturday, and so that you could come to Saint Benedict on Sunday and get the Pre-conference day, the conference Tuesday, Wednesday, and even stay for the for the post-conference event. Uh, what was the, that overall accommodation price? It was oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Ridiculously yeah. low. <laughs> it was <something laughs> like, It was hundreds of dollars like less. Three hundred and fifty dollars yeah. or something for all those all those days, and uh, and that when you uh, that's Canadian dollars. That's Canadian dollars. So it's like, like five bucks a night, US. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really hoping that that. that these options. I mean, of course, people can stay anywhere they want, but course, yeah. well, hopefully that this will make it easier for, for you yeah. to do it. Because of course, for us, going off site, there's there's the extra expense with with going yes. to a uh, uh, kind of a more conference of a conference center and all of that. So it's it's a, it's a give and take. Mm. Uh, so hopefully this will this will make up for it. And I think that that. that bears
0: mentioning, like just because we've made it easy for you doesn't mean you have to choose the easy path. Uh, you know, there are <laughs> lots right. of hotels because we're downtown. Choose the lo- narrow door. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can stay in Halifax. And there's yes. there's, there's hotels that if you'd like a, a more comfortable experience or you just would feel more comfortable in, in a, uh, a hotel setting rather than staying on a university campus, then those options are absolutely available to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, for those people who choose that path, uh, you really need to be booking early uh, yes. because those it's summertime in Halifax and this is a, a well-known tourist destination. Cruise ships come in; we get the place fills up like crazy, and so I would encourage you if you're planning to to stay not on campus, uh, you're going to want to be booking a room in downtown Halifax at one of the hotels. Because otherwise, you might you might find yourself wondering if you could sneak into the university <laughs> campus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm so excited for just how smooth this this registration process looks to be this year. Uh, it, it's really going to be an easy way for for teams to be able to book themselves and, and get all those costs up front. It is a Canadian dollar, and I think for everyone <laughs> who isn't in Canada, that means it's a huge win. Uh, because I know the last time I was looking, our dollar ain't doing that great.
2: So uh yeah, it's Canadian dollars with Canadian taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true enough. So we don't have. We have the tax thing and there's a little there is a fee for the for the registration process it's fairly uh nominal but here's the thing it really in in that one page everything short of booking your flights Mm -hmm. you can you can book your your the, the options the pre conference options the post conference options the main conference your 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 living accommodations and even a meal even your meals for lunch there's all kinds of options I had never heard of. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, the meal the, options. Uh, that was particular hilarious. sensitivities. Anyway, when you go on it, you'll see what we mean. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: really able to curtail the, the menu to meet any uh, dietary requirements in a way that I didn't know there were that many dietary requirements. <laughs> yes. That was quite crazy. I learned some new words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things to think of, because you'll be in downtown Halifax, um, there's all sorts of other places to visit and, and eat. I mean, we've got the most pubs per capita in Canada. And so this is your opportunity to experience the most pubs per capita in, in the... The entire nation of Canada. <laughs> uh, and what I love, because I, I do have that homecoming image in my head too, Ron, yeah. where you know we're going to see friends that we've met uh, at other events, at other conferences, people that have been coached by us, and then we're going to be meeting new friends. And it's just yeah. going to be this amazing community coming together, global community of, of leaders that are on
2: mission, that yes. are looking
0: to, to, to change what's happening at their
2: parish I, for mission. And I think that's one of the key differences. And I think back to Dr. 16 the very first conference right. we have, basically it was... The community of St. Benedict Parish sharing our joys and struggles, our failures, and our successes. We were sharing our stories and our story. And two years later in DR18, it still was St. Benedict Parish hosting the event. But what was slightly different is that we had a number of parishes who were moving through the first stage of their own journey and were beginning to have their own stories Mm -hmm. of transformation. And now... uh, another 2 years later we the, the the community has grown so much and there are parishes now that are that are doing some things better than we right. the, the, better than we are and so it's the whole color of the event has changed mm-hmm. to not be so much about you know come here to to learn our stories but let's gather a community of people together who who come from around the world from very different contexts who have their own learnings and their own wisdom and their own experience and their own, their own, they're going to bring their own contribution to this. And that's why, you know, moving to a roundtable format is going to be so significant for us is because we, just ha- we have a dream and a vision that, that the Lord is going to work in and through this movement and continue to spread it throughout the world. And it's a chance for those parishes to be a blessing to each other, right?
0: And it's, it's, it's owning this mission so fully that this is, we're trying to create a space where they can be intentional about blessing others with what they've learned as they've gone on this journey. Uh, we've con- questions continue to come in via social media and and the chat room. Uh, Mike, why don't uh, why don't I throw to you and we can see what else you've got on the play over there?
3: Thanks, uh, Dan. One of the things that uh, people have been asking about is is how to get their parishes involved and, and these sorts of things. So uh, the question that we have right now from, uh, from social is, are there any things individual uh, a lay, an individual layperson can do to try to interest their parish leadership into investigating divine renovation?
0: Uh, here, I, I've got an answer. I, I don't know if, uh, you, if you want me to jump in. I yeah, want to jump no, in. Please. Let me jump in. Okay? I'm gonna jump in. going Here's to jump in. Here's what I've brain. seen that's been really exciting. The Divine Renovation 2016 conference. Uh, and then again in the 2018 conference I saw those as, as as amazing igniters for for passion in in the priests that showed up so what I would say to the person asking why well, you know how do I get my, my my parish on board what do I get I'm like man there is no better opportunity than actually the Halifax conference because the Halifax conference was for so many people it really opened up their minds and their hearts to what mm-hmm. what is possible mm-hmm. if we embrace the Holy Spirit and actually be intentional about mission so so my answer to the question is yeah got to get them to the dr our, the, the Divine Renovation 20 conference, there is, in my experience, no greater opportunity than what happens
1: th- through with the power of the Holy Spirit at that event. I've seen so many people witness. Like I run into them years later and they're doing great things and I get so excited. It's like, wow, what got you excited? I was at that conference in 2016. It's like, I didn't know because, of course, we didn't know anybody back then. We were, everybody was a stranger to us then. And then what that kicked off globally in all the coolest places was so amazing. And so I agree. The opportunity, I think, is y- y- the other thing I think about is, you know, the book, if you you know, there's still lots of people who haven't read the book, Divine Renovation. There's also videos that you did with Peter Herbeck. And I think mm. they can go to our website and, mm. and look at those 15 minute videos. And if that doesn't stir your heart, you probably don't want to come. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if yeah. your heart's that dead, you, you know, go to the hospital. But spiritually, if if that uh, that's going to awaken you. And if you want to see what it really looks like in the eyes of, of real people, then come. Yeah. Because it's going to transform your life, mm-hmm. and and God's in the life transformation business, and so are we. And so come and give it a try. Come and see. Yeah. Yeah. I think another key element is
0: is don't come alone. Uh, you know, I I think what we saw most effective, not just at the DR eighteen and sixteen conferences, but at all of our events, is bring a team because yeah. mm-hmm.
2: uh, the experience is completely transformative and different if you've got a team with you.
0: Yeah.
2: At least bring one other person for sure. Don't come alone because you know you have this incredible experience and this has happened um, this this can happen anywhere and how do you process that how do you begin to communicate what you've experienced when you've got someone else at least you've got a bit you've got a bit of that the best thing come with come with three other people come yeah. come with a team of people and and you can really spread your wings when you're here and go to different workshops and soak in as much as you can and the relationships that you form with that team will will change your life as well just mm-hmm. Being together for those days with, with your key people and journeying through that
1: experience and unpacking it together, it's, it's amazing. I remember a number of years ago, you uh, convinced me against my will to go to a conference in the UK. And I say against my will, I, I'm only joking half. Uh, and, <laughs> and I went and it, it did transform me. And I was so transformed by the conference, it's myself that I said, I'm going to get as many parishioners as possible to come to the and and so people have influenced people that are key leaders. I think we had sixteen parishioners mm-hmm. pay their own way. Because yeah. people take vacations for yeah. heaven's sakes. Why not come to Halifax for a vacation? Take in the conference as part of it. And I would I would strategically think to myself, if I was a a leader in a parish, is how can I leverage this conference to change minds and hearts so that we can have a collective vision that will mobilize us for the next year or two? Mm. And so I, I think bigger than three. I just that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> but I really mean it because the more people that understand vision, can see it, taste it, smell it, the the easier it will be to overcome obstacles because you're going to run into them. If you're going on a mission, you're going to yeah. encounter resistance, and if you're doing it by yourself. It'll. It has a higher chance of wearing you down. But you have a team of people, who understand what's possible with just average, normal people like us. Then you won't stop at anything, and that's what we want to place in the heart of your parish that you will not stop at anything until you become missional and see lives transformed in ways you've never seen before.
2: One of my most favorite moments in all of our conferences has been the same moment at both, both of them, and it's at the very end. Spoilers. When... <laughs> <laughs> There's well... going to be people who haven't come. Yeah, it's kind of in our videos in the past, <laughs> you see it. But, but just the, the witness of, of our parishioners who are the ones who help make this happen. And here's the thing. They look just like your parishioners. Yes, they're not special. They don't have halos. Uh, they're not all they're, twenty-two. On they're the not cover all too, twenty-two. Yep. They're not in G, on G, on G, G. What's it called? GQ, G, G, GQ <laughs> the magazine. Like they're normal people, like in mixed ages, and and they're ordinary people mm-hmm. who God is able to do extraordinary things through. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so hope giving. It's like, oh my goodness, like maybe maybe God can use us as well, yeah. like this. That's that's our earnest hope <laughs> that that's that's what will happen. And, one of our problems in you know, often in the Catholic Church is, is that we don't, a lot of our people don't get out, out of the box enough yeah. to even begin to, gla- to glimpse other possibilities. I heard yeah. someone this past summer say that the church suffers from IDD, imagination deficit disorder. <laughs> and, and part of our problem True. is we, we can't imagine. A future be, be, because, because of our own experience just mm. puts limitations on it. And, and whether it's, you know, it's coming here and, and hearing the, the stories and, and the testimonies and being inspired or connecting with other parishes who are, again, in very different contexts, are beginning to mobilize and experience the same fruit. Then it's like, OK, so maybe this isn't just some historical accident in this corner of North America. Like, there's something here. That I can learn from and apply and take home, and and when your key people get that, it's a game changer. You've you've got a, you've got like a more more engine power than you you've ever had before when you return to your parish.
0: What I love is both of you are talking about the importance of people and team and, and volunteers. Yeah. And Mike, do we have any questions that have come in around people and, and volunteers and team?
3: starting to wonder whether Father James is also following along and seeing these (laughs) questions as they come through. Uh, So one of the questions that we have uh, is, will you still be using volunteers from the parish this year?
1: You betcha. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It wouldn't be a conference. (laughs) We're going to need
2: even
0: more. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) What are some of the ways that that, um, people experienced
2: St. Bernard Parishioners last time? Just the hospitality. um, People picking up people in different hotels, being in the lobbies, welcoming them. Uh, after some of the main sessions, literally, people came out and parishioners were lined up like like taxi cabs way up the street, offering people drives to go in anywhere they wanted. Um, you know, on-site hospitality for coffee breaks, directing people at the different venues at the church, out at the the movie theater because we we rented out a movie theater for all of our workshops. So just mm. and again, as they're driving with parishioners, parishioners themselves telling the stories of their own conversion, their own transformation, how God has worked in their lives. And and the fact that we had 350 volunteers and, uh, you know, we're yeah. a parish of 1,400,
1: and people were, like, amazed at that. Taking it's like, vacation time off yeah. work because this is through yeah, the week. So, so, so they're true. literally so using vacation. their vacation to be a blessing to the guests that are around the world. It just... Just so much generosity, and that's what Jesus inspires in us. That's what the Holy Spirit calls us to, and and that's one of the other things I love about our conference is that we make time to experience the power of the Holy Spirit as a part of all those other learnings, and mm-hmm. you get to see it in the eyes of our volunteers, and it's unmistakable. Yep.
0: I think for so many, the um, some of the most powerful testimonies weren't necessarily the ones that were up on stage, yeah. but the ones that happened in, in in the car when they were being you know chauffeured That's by right. by a parishioner who just wanted to give their night that night to driving people around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think some of the most powerful stories were. I can remember one guy. I, I can't remember who the the parishioner was, but uh, if they're watching, I'm thinking of you. Uh, I know there was one parishioner who ended up driving. Um, his 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 pickup his guest to Truro because they they needed to get out to Truro an hour away which is an hour away <laughs> yeah, so but I mean that's the the level of dedication and service that uh, that you know we saw from St Benedict parishioners who just wanted to to love the people who had come to Halifax to experience the Divine Renovation Conference it's hard not to get excited when you see that kind of of passion
2: I said l- last night I was speaking at a parish in our diocese and. They were telling stories of, of DR-18. And oh, he said they great. were out in Montana's for, for lunch when the place was invaded with all these priests and nuns and people. <laughs> and they were like, what's going on here? And there was a group of Germans sitting behind them. And they found out they were at the conference. No, they're, they're from another parish. But they, they got up and paid their meal. <sighs> And when the the people found out, they they totally freaked out, and and they handed wow. her uh, a gift of rosary beads, which she still had in her pocket. So hey, if you're listening, and you, and that was you, thank you for that. But what an amazing, <laughs> story. blew that me away. That so it's just goosebumps. that again, uh, you know, hospitality from you know people of Halifax. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're a fairly hospitable bunch. So that was a great <laughs> story
1: as well. <laughs> it's inspired so much hospitality. But one of the things that we did last year uh, around June was this. DR Open House, this Divine Renovation Open House, where some of the churches that are being coached in our leadership network uh, hosted a conference of their own, small, smaller scale, for folks in their diocese or, or around. In fact, the, the final parish is doing theirs tomorrow. Is it? In, oh, in, in Australia. In, in Australia, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, God bless you guys. And, and so what's so cool about that Is They were so inspired by the hospitality they experienced at St. Benedict. You want to hear some of the stories that they were doing in terms of hospitality and how they went above and beyond and how engaging that was. Because all of the people who hosted those conferences themselves locally, those DR Open Houses, said the same thing. Their volunteers rallied to be so generous and radically hospitable. And the guests were so moved by that. So this movement... Mm. it's so Mm. beautiful my hope is for those people those people in the network that they use this tool of the conference at dr20 as an invitation for those in their diocese to come and see like to just really reach out to those people around them who might still be sitting on the fence is this real is it possible do i have the energy Uh, whatever that looks like and Mm. invite them to not just your parish, but your diocese like take this opportunity to say just come and check it out could be in Mr. grumpy pants like let's go <laughs> let's go figure this out and see it for ourselves and my hope is that that will pay big dividends for a diocese mm.
0: I, I want to mention just because I, I every year that we've we've done a divine renovation conference here in Halifax um, we've had what can be awkward and somewhat sad conversations with people who aren't able to get in uh, mm. so if you're considering coming to the conference, I know it's like, yeah, there's an early bird pricing. Take advantage of the early bird pricing. However, don't miss out on your opportunity to come. Uh, you know, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, we we thought we had more time or I was still trying to work on, on bringing these three people. Just take advantage of the opportunity while tickets are available. Mm. Book as soon as you can. Because, you know, what we know from experience is when we get to like one month out or two months out, we end up getting phone calls and emails saying, hey, can I get like, 10 tickets for my parish. I, it seems like you, I can't get them on your website right now. It's like ah like you know we we can't we can't fit everybody. And while we've we've expanded to allow for day 2 and 3 to have much more space, it's not going to be the same for for day 1 and day 4. And so so please Please, book early, uh, especially if you're planning on bringing a, a few people with you. Uh, take the opportunity to, to get your tickets early and, and don't, don't put it off. Don't delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we're trying to incentivize that by giving the early bird pricing. But also, I just recognize that we have a history of selling out. And, uh, and so I don't want you to miss out on the, that opportunity. Now, we haven't spoken a lot about day four. I was Father hoping J- you were
1: going to say that. So, <laughs> Father James, I would love
0: – there's a couple things happening on day four. Uh, very briefly, one of them is Run Alpha. Uh, so Alpha's master class is happening on that Monday day one uh, and then Alpha on day four is, is is the run alpha course which is for those who are, are new to running alpha or maybe have just started or are mm-hmm. or looking to you know get brushed up on the basics of how to execute alpha with 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 excellence So that's what day four is and that's that's great for parishes who are, who are newer on the journey mm-hmm. and, or who have team who are newer on the journey that they want to expose to that level of of, of how to execute alpha well which is different than the Monday which is the master class of, of you know you're really upping your game at Grow Alpha. But that's not the only thing happening on day four. So Father James, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the other event that's happening on that no. post-conference day?
2: Well, first of all, as we've already mentioned, we're, we want to try to maximize the, the touching points with St. Benedict Parish. And so we're inviting uh, the folks who are going to be at least out there in the afternoon or for the rest of the day to join us for Mass first. There'll be a coffee social. But after that, we're actually hosting uh, the rest of the morning through to four o'clock in the afternoon for diocesan personnel. So for diocesan leaders, bishops, priests, uh, staff members who work at the diocesan mm-hmm. level, because one of the big challenges that we're facing now throughout the world, especially in Europe and North America, is the whole question of diocesan restructuring. I mean, dioceses everywhere are grappling with this. And, and it's a chance to bring people together, those who, who have already been on this journey, who are, and to share learnings. And to, and to work at this together, to try to learn and, and support one another mm. uh, because this is a, a huge issue now facing the church. So that's going to be on Thursday afternoon a chance to, to discuss, to share, to learn, to pray together, and to yeah. encourage one another.
1: One of the things that you say, Father James, sometimes, one of the, biggest, or one, of the one of the limitations to a missional parish, It it is a maintenance diocese. Yes. And so we want to inspire dioceses, just like we inspire parishes. And there are things that are specific to a diocese. And we want to unpack those and inspire you in a way that you can realize that it's possible. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to workshop that. We're going to do some really fun things with you guys. So, again, encourage the bishops to come with an open mind and an open heart. Because if you're struggling with things, and we know you are, then why not? Why not? Let's. Start to unpack some vision our, things that our
2: ecclesiology said. is such that you know there are no independent parishes. You know we're not congregationalists, so that so that the the parish always has a bearing uh, and an orientation towards the diocese, towards the bishop, of course. And so uh, you can't do it independently. Uh, and so how how does that work out? You know how does a a parish that's mobilizing for mission relate in a healthy way to the diocese? Yes. How does the the diocese support that while well, you know, encouraging all the other parishes? What are the what are the kind of policies and mindsets and, and, and things that we, we do without question that, that we need to begin to question. Mm. Uh, how do we begin to do that differently for sure? Yeah,
1: because dioceses are no different than Parish priests and that parish priests have people in their church that are willing to innovate, happy to jump on board. And then you have people that are a little skeptical, and then you have people that are cynical. You have that all in that parish. Yes. Like that's normal. Well, it's no different for a bishop in their diocese yes. with the priests. That's right. And so how do you deal with that? We can't treat everybody the same way because what ends up happening is we go at the pace of the people that give up that kick up the biggest stink or yeah. that, you know, and it's like, how can we free ourselves from that to run? Towards mission mm. and be fruitful in ways that we have not seen, because our generation mm. is begging for it. Because the church is under attack. Yep.
0: I think we've been blessed as well. When I think back to past Divine Renovation conferences, we've been blessed yes. to have a lot of divi- um, diocesan teams come out. Yes, like you know, true. I've had the privilege of sitting down with them and, and to meet many of them. And, and I also know last DR conference you did a, a workshop with with John Stevens, didn't you? On- yes. And so that was, that was yeah, well attended. It was, it was called, uh, <laughs> uh, us and them.
2: Oh, that's you know, right. I've, that's I've been on name. both sides of that. Yeah, you know, I've been right. on the, on the us versus them in terms of it being, leading a parish and leading parish renewal and feeling the tension. And now I'm, now I'm that guy. Now I'm the guy that works downtown. <laughs> work Causing the, the tension. Work for the bishop. Causing now the I'm tension. That. I'm, you know, so I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing it from the other side as well. And and, you know, there, there's a lot of things we need to learn and, and ways that we need to grow together to support one another. So. And what's
1: exciting, too, is because we've been at this for a while now, we've been working with some dioceses. We've been working with some priests who, like yourself, are Episcopal vicars for certain portfolios for their diocese. And so we've got some cool success stories. We have some cool learnings from people we're working with already. Yeah. And so for them to be giving witness and testimony to how some of these principles mm-hmm. are coming to life in their diocese, can't wait to people share yeah, those. It's going to be great. <laughs> I know. Because that's the thing, whether, <laughs> whether it's the frontier of, of parish renewal
2: and the different contexts that parishes find themselves in, you know, with, now with multi-sites because of restructuring in rural areas, urban and, 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 and suburban areas, we're all in a learning journey. Yes, We're all learning, and we're all learning what it means to live out a particular principle mm. in a particular context, and, and that's where we need to connect with each other. Mm. Um, so true.
1: I think to myself about, you know, Think about parishioners coming to a conference without their priest. Sometimes what can happen is they can get really excited, go home, and that can be a tension that develops between the priest and yeah. the parishioners, and that always saddens us. And that's why we always make sure that you're coming with your priest yeah, and or with your priest's blessing. Yes. And I'd say the same thing with diocesan staffs because I I saw some of those people from our first conference say diocesan staff saying it was the best conference. They, well, I heard that so many times. The best conference they've ever experienced in their life, which. I was really taken back by that. We certainly poured our best into it. But they said, because everybody was on the same page because of the Divine Renovation book. And so there's so many of these principles that have seeped in through videos and other methods, the podcasts, the people, this language is starting to seep in. So when they get here, it's like supercharged. And I saw people go, diocesan staff go back and try to share this with their bishops with little success and that's how disappointing that is. And so, mm. you know, I hope that more, like because we've had a lot, mm-hmm. plenty of bishops come, and I hope even even well, a, f- a few this bishops year. come, yeah, yeah, a few bishops. I hope even more yeah. come. Like, don't like come and and come and see, because boy, I'll tell you, if we get unified around vision, and and we recognize that things are possible and happening, we need we need dioceses to take the lead, just like we did need churches to take the lead we need and I don't
0: miss here. the opportunity because it's going to be two years yeah. till you get to it again right i mean because right. i think of I, I what i know of, of many of the dioceses who showed up and I've, I've gotten to know some of the team that that teams that came to visit us is that you know part of it's they're sniffing around like was well, this divine renovation thing sure. for real and they're coming in and they're going oh my gosh it's totally for real uh and then they're going back to their home diocese but it's hard to, to communicate that experience mm-hmm. so so you know, I would encourage people who are in that in that circumstance, like, to try and get the bishop, to try and get senior leaders from from their diocese. Uh, and what about priests? Should they be encouraging their bishop to attend? Sure, I would. Will you be encouraging your <laughs> bishop to attend? Yes. <laughs>
1: and your bishop has come. <laughs> he's going to be there. That's yeah,
2: awesome.
0: Excellent. Now, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I'm neglecting the, the various questions and, and and chats that are coming in. So, Mike, uh, make me feel not so bad about the way that, that I'm engaging with the online <laughs> audience. I know there's questions coming in. Is, is there one that we've got that you want us to deal with?
3: First off, Dan, don't feel bad. You're doing <laughs> fine. Uh, we've been having some great conversation about here. Everyone's super excited. One of the things that that people are asking about uh, and are really excited about is who will be speaking at dr Twenty. All right, uh, Ron Huntley,
1: <laughs> Woo! Father James Malin.
3: <laughs> we have uh,
2: uh, we always have a mixture of of our of our own folks, you know. So myself and Ron and F- Father Simon will be will be doing keynote. Uh, Addresses, but also we're going to be hearing from a couple of outside folks. We're going to be hearing from Dr. Mary Healy, who wait. is a an amazing speaker and presenter. She's a professor of Scripture, uh, passionate about the New Evangelization, and uh, we're incredibly blessed. We we asked her to to pray about uh, coming. And and speaking at our conference, and she she didn't pray for too long, and she, she <laughs> responded great? very very quickly because she's been a great supporter of yes. of parish renewal and and divine renovation. And our our other outside speaker is is uh, a theologian a missiologist called Alan Hirsch, who is a a great friend of our, of our ministry. Alan is from. An, Evangelical background. Uh, he's uh, he's an incredible thinker. He's one of the the most creative thinkers I've ever met, and he's he's reading a lot of Catholic theology these <laughs> days. He loves uh, uh, Hans Urs von Balthasar, and he's he's always sending me these brilliant quotes. and And Alan Hirsch, I I, I could sit at the guy's feet and just he challenges me. He he it, his insights are rich, and many of you are familiar with Apest. Well, Alan's ministry was the one that developed APAST, and so he's going to be speaking around a theme around around APAST. That's the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher uh, giftings that we find in Ephesians chapter 4 and how by the, the, the church leaning into all of these charisms and giftings or ministries Mm -hmm. in a way that that's how the church moves towards maturity and to the full stature of Christ. So Alan has a love for unity. He's got a love for the Catholic church and I'm so excited (laughs) that he's coming to be with us. I I thought that was a big win when he said yes to come and talk to us. As you know, uh, unity is a big theme for us. In the very first divine renovation conference, we had a vision that this would bring together catholics and non-catholic christians because mm-hmm. here's what i really believe that if you if you think about the traditional divides in 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 the, the church of christ uh, between you know the traditional one being catholic and protestant if you think of that as a horizontal line i think that what's happened in the last 20 30 years is like the line has shifted to be or to, to becoming a vertical line okay and the difference is missionary non-missionary are we going to be about the Great Commission, about making, forming, equipping, and sending disciples, or are we passive religious consumers? Mm. And I think you find Catholics and Protestants, on and even in the Orthodox tradition, yes. in every Christian tradition, you find people on both sides. And, you know, here's the thing, the core dynamics and challenges or principles around Making disciples, evangelization, forming disciples, equipping disciples, and serving disciples. You know, there might be some differences in there. I mean, for as Catholics, we've got the whole sacramental thing that's a part of that. But you boil down underneath it, there's not a lot of basic difference in terms of... Mm -hmm. And you know when it comes to those, those those core tasks, so we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. We can learn so much from one another, and so we hope we've got a, a hope that that many non-Catholic Christians will join us. We've always had uh, a, a good sized group of non-Catholic mm-hmm. Christians. We always have non-Catholic speakers, which demonstrates that commitment to unity and that belief mm-hmm. that that we're mutually enriched. And as we come together, the more the more closely we come together around. Jesus as lords, mm. the more close we come to one another. And that's not about denying our differences right. or anything like that. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about that, but we come together to learn together. So our hope is that, is that non-Catholic Christians from a variety of backgrounds will come and join us. So that would mm. be amazing because the overall theme of the conference is actually on unity. Mm. Unity right. that is the fruit of mission and unity for the sake of mission as well. Mm. Amen. Oh. Uh, one of the things I'm mindful of is
0: that we're talking a lot about uh, the D- Divine Renovation Conference. There's a couple other things I want us to make sure that we hit today. Sure. But before before we move on to, I want uh, a couple things. I know Mike is desperate to let, to get another question in the, into this <laughs> podcast, so I'll throw it to you in a second, Mike. But before I do that, I want to reflect on just something. Uh, for someone listening, I, this is not us trying to promote the conference. Like it's not like, hey, we're trying to to, to to promote and sell you a conference. Not at all. Our ministry exists to inspire and equip parishes. And the conference is is an amazing way. It's an amazing tool that we're trying to give you to help equip your teams at your parish. And so so please see this in this conversation in that light that we, we go down this path on the Divine Renovation Halifax Conference. We go down that path intentionally because we know and we've seen the fruit of, of this conference and the way it equips leaders, the way it equips priests, the way it equips lay leaders to do amazing things at their parishes. And so please use this, this, use this conference as a tool in your arsenal as you're trying to get your parish to move on to mission. Uh, with that said, Mike, I, I wanna throw over to to you uh, before you throw something at me uh, <laughs> to make sure we get another question in.
3: I, I am anxious. I think probably the rest of my day will be spent uh, answering some of these questions. There's, there's been a lot going through, but uh, one of the thing is as we talk about what the different parts of the conference will be is, if I'm a lay leader without a particular leadership role in my parish, can I attend the Thursday session for diocesan staff?
2: Hmm. Father James, what would you say to someone asking that question? Um, I would uh, suggest that if you you have no role in your diocese right now, mm-hmm. go and speak to your bishop and see if he will um, delegate you uh to be a diocese to on behalf of your diocese to go and to learn and to come back i if you don't have that in a sense delegation or if you're not missioned in a sense by your bishop, I would say probably. It might not be the best. I would suggest maybe attend the Alpha event. That might be a bit better for you. So Good advice. I think it's important to, to, to have that, that you know, to recognize the, the, the leadership role that the, the bishop has and to really, and that's, we, we want kind of people who are there, who are there on behalf of their diocese in a, in a kind of a official capacity in some
1: way. And preferably, and, and our, my hope is too, because we've seen this before, is diocesan staff teams have come Yes, to to divine renovation, and now we have several of them. That's happened multiple times, and so for them to come together as teams uh, for that day, I think I think they're going to love it because that would be great. Because
2: in most dioceses right now, like whole departments of of different dioceses are beginning to struggle with the. They're beginning to say, "Oh, we've got a bit of a problem. We've got an outdated infrastructure that's dragging us down." Uh, we know we have to restructure. What are we going to do? we got to support the priests. we got to support this. How do we go about this? We've got to create a plan. Oh, my goodness, we don't know what to do. We tried this. People are upset. Um, and you're trying to work this out as a team. So come as a team mm-hmm. and interact with other teams and come yes. and learn from diocese about what has gone really well and what has not gone so well. Mm-hmm. And so let's see if we can create more of a network together of of dices who are trying to crack this because... Every diocese in the Western world is going to have to deal with this issue in the next five to ten years.
0: Mm -hmm. So... One of the offerings from Divine Renovation, the one that, that that connects us with the most people, is what we call the Divine Renovation Network. Uh, so the Divine Renovation Network, we've got parishes all over the world who are, who are members of the Divine Renovation Network. Uh, and through accessing the Divine Renovation Network, you can access all sorts of services and offerings. The one that perhaps uh, is most used, uh, most valuable, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but the one that that gets uh, the most play, let's put it that way, is, is divinerenovation.tv which is our our online video library of coaching videos, which has a lot of you in it, uh, Ron, and it has a lot of you in it, right, Father James? Uh, So that's a a great place to see all sorts of videos on all sorts of, of topics. Now... I'm excited to announce that, especially for those of you watching video, you're going to see uh, in a moment, you'll see the, the newly redesigned uh, divine renovation dot TV website. So for members who are, who are, already in the divine renovation network, I would encourage you to go and take a look. It, it's, it's more organized. It's, it's prettier. Uh, and, and it's a great way to engage with all sorts of coaching videos that are, that we've created as a team. And we continue to add yes. to Ron, just very briefly, can you, can you name one or two coaching videos that are that, series that, in
1: there that that get you excited that you think would be helpful to parishes? All kinds. Certainly, you know, the whole alpha series, there's so many nuances of alpha that, that lead it in a direction that, that it, Ends up to its own demise. And we really tried to beef up all kinds, everything we've learned, we've packed into that video series. I also think about leadership issues in terms of how to run meetings, how to have one on one meetings, how a senior leadership team meeting needs to be run if it's going to be efficient and that we're holding each other accountable. And there's this cadence of accountability. So there's a lot of things around leadership summits and how to have those and what they look like and how to organize. Uh, you know, we have stuff on connect groups and when to launch them. How how to launch them, what they're for. We're just trying to pour everything And as well, this.
2: we have our monthly lead, our bi-monthly, no, twice a month uh, lead sessions, which yes. are uh, one one version is Ron and I, we, we we host a session on some aspect of parish renewal. Yeah. And uh, the second session, we always have an outside guest or maybe one of our own team members who speaks specifically or is interviewed about a particular topic. And I just looking through the last two years, a year and a half or so of these of these presentations. There's, there's so much rich material in there. I think, Dan, we I heard we're close to like 160 different videos or something like this, and I've, I've no idea how many hours of content there is on this. And the great thing about this resource is, once you subscribe and get a key to it, you can send out that key to anyone in your parish that you want, like in a sense. You could, you could use it minimally, or you could really maximize its impact on your, on your parish and your, your parish leaders, ministry leaders, staff, Uh, even regular parishioners who might be interested.
1: And leveraging it properly, it's almost the equivalent of one or two full-time staff positions. If you leverage it on purpose to create vision and launch things, and and that'll help you with your quality control, make sure your messaging is the same over and over again as you branch out in in different areas to bring about renewal in your parish. It really is designed What I loved about some of what you did, Ron, uh,
0: when, when you guys were filming the Connect Group one. Was you know you actually coach into the various roles uh, on of a Connect group. So like you know there's a couple ways a, a pastor might approach launching a Connect group. I might sit down with with every single person and go over every single role or in this case you're able to direct uh, your your team to to the videos where they'll get a coaching video by you Ron explaining okay so you you're now going to be hosting the connect group this is what it looks like this is
2: what I want you to be doing this is like that that's a way to to free up time
3: yes.
0: for the pastor
2: and the parish priest and just in case there's anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about a connect group is our 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 mid-size home home groups for people who have done alpha where they go to continue to grow yeah. So part of what the team has done is they've they've uh, they've re- reshaped
0: the series to make them uh, smaller in terms of the way they because pre- some of them were getting very long. I, the alpha one in yes. particular like <laughs> over thirty videos. It was like oh my goodness. So so they've they've chunked them out into smaller, more manageable yes. bits. Uh, and also, I'm excited to share that uh, starting next week, we'll be releasing the first in the critical leadership series. Awesome. And so we continue to add to that library. Uh, there
2: was a lot of filming that was done over the summer months. I know mm-hmm. with with you, Ron, and with other members of our, our team. The uh, f- foundation series is fantastic oh. i was watching those videos the other day when i was on the treadmill and it's like it was like these are really good <laughs> and and um, there's another i think uh paul one of our team members is creating a whole yes. series on on av and yeah. and sound mixing and and sound systems in churches i mean it's like wow this is you know our vision for this way back was imagine if we had a a 10 minute video for every single possible question that could ever <laughs> be asked about different aspects of Parish Renewal. I mean we might never get there, but that's that was a part of the vision. So we we continue to create new material all the time. So this is podcast season six. For us, we don't often talk about the number
0: of seasons we're in. However, this, this when, we, when we do the numbers, yep. so mm. we're looking at podcast season six, right? We don't talk about it all that much. <laughs> Welcome to six. Um, and this is the first episode. Uh, so this We're live right now, but the episode will actually be released um, later on. It'll be released on the 17th. So if you're listening to the recording, uh, then you're probably listening to us on the 17th or sometime after that. Uh, following that, of course, we're going to be going into our regular weekly release schedule. However, there's a change this year. So this season, the team has, has worked hard and we've learned a little bit from what we did with the summer shorts. Uh, so those of you who've been listening to us over the last little while, we've been releasing these summer shorts over the, the, the summer months here in Canada. And those have been tremendously well received. Uh, we were thrilled to get the feedback that we did from, from, from you listeners and, and viewers. And so what we've decided to do is this season six, we're, we're going to embrace a more, uh, a briefer model. So the episodes are going to be shorter in length. So it's a 25-minute episode, thereabouts. I mean, we never really follow the time all that closely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it'll be there'll be 25-minute episodes. So as you journey with us on season six, recognize you're going to be getting something a little different. And and so when we have guests on, we'll often be spreading the content from our, our guest conversations over multiple episodes, two episodes, because we still want to get all the same amount of content. We don't want to deprive you of, 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 of deep learning from our guests. But we do want to make these more bite-sized in terms of, uh, of, of allowing you you mm-hmm. uh, the flexibility of consuming them without having to, to donate or dedicate, pardon me, uh, quite so much time. Uh, and so that's going to be a shift for you and for us, uh, as, as, I, as I think of how are we going to, uh, here we are like an hour
2: right now, how are we going to talk briefly? I don't know that that's our strong suit, Father James. <laughs> well, I think the, the key thing is we, we live our values and that is, again, modeler mm-hmm. mission and we're constantly looking at how we've done something and saying, can we make it better? And, and we're not, you know... We're not gonna be hung up and saying, you know, this this is the way we've always done it, you know, because we're gonna we're gonna change it. If we think it can be better, we're gonna change it and we're gonna we're gonna experiment. Yes. And that's part of the reality of parish renewal, uh, or diocesan renewal is we've gotta start using the language of experiment yes. because you know, we're not quite sure exactly what is going to be the best way to do it.
1: And every time we do it, it's just as hard for us. Like we have to fight against those same temptations and <laughs> we fight internally. And so it's normal. But we right. have to push through that with ourselves, with one another, so that we can bring the most value possible and glorify Christ, right? Mm. Everything we do. I just say in, in, in time, I know we're probably getting close to time, but
2: just in terms of the conference regardless of, I mean, we'd love for you to be with us, and we would love for us to be able to be with you because yes. that's what's going to be so different this time around. like we're 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 learning so much. Last night, I had a, a fourteen priests on my pastor cohort, and I was just rejoicing at what I was hearing, like some of the things these guys are doing and what's happening in their parish is absolutely phenomenal. And I just feel so feel, feel so incredibly blessed to be on a journey and feeling like we're a community together mm-hmm. and to come and be together with the with a community of churches and church leaders that are doing this but if you if you can't make it please pray for us please lift this conference up in prayer um, pray for our team pray for all of the par- the parishes that are that are hoping to join us with all that said
0: uh, we are looking forward to being with you again next week, uh, unless you're live, at which point it's next week and a half. Uh, but, but for those of you who are listening to the podcast and the recording, we will we'll be live releasing our next episode, in a week from when you're getting this one. Uh, I can promise you that this season is going to be amazing. I've already spoken to Sheila. I know that we have amazing guests lined up this season. Uh, and so for, for you to journey with us through season six, we're excited to, about what we're going to learn with you and, and, and hopefully some of the ways that we can bless you with, with the learnings that we're here from other parishes in the Divine Renovation Network. Thank you so much for being with us today and God bless.
1: Thanks for listening. Stay up to date on all things Divine Renovation by signing up for our e-newsletter. You'll receive updates about the ministry, links to videos, and exclusive offers. Visit divinerenovation.net to sign up.
0: Next week on the podcast.
1: We encourage everybody to as soon as the weekend away is done, write it down, share it with your table group and and in those times where you start to sort of stray or you think oh, i don't know like was it really that powerful was it really an experience did i really feel peace did i really yes you did because you and your own handwriting <laughs> <laughs> right wrote it down <laughs> yeah. exactly
3: and and so so that's, that begins sort of the, the way that we would encourage people to share their stories with one another.